At Freedom HealthWorks, we're focused on putting medical professionals back in control of their practices. Utilizing a structured, tailored approach to business, startup, and operations, it could make sense for you to work with our professional team to avoid expensive pitfalls and, more importantly, expedite your journey to success. As we all know, time is money. If you're involved in the practice of medicine and desire to practice free of headaches and constraints, reach out for a no-obligation consultative conversation. Call us today at 317-804-1203 or visit freedomhealthworks.com. Welcome to Healthcare Americana, coming to you from the Freedom Doc Studios. I am your host, Christopher Habeck, the CEO and co-founder of Freedom HealthWorks. This is a podcast for the 99% of people who get care in America. We talk to innovative clinicians, policymakers, patients, caregivers, executives, and advocates who are fed up with the status quo and have a desire to change it. We take you behind the scenes with people across America that are putting patients first and restoring trust in American health care. For those of you who have been longtime listeners, you'll notice the introduction does change a little bit. Recent episodes have been brought to you live from the Freedom Doc Studios, and you might be saying, well, what in the world is Freedom Doc? I'm glad you're asking that question because we got all your answers today. Freedom Doc was a, or is a, idea that stemmed from this thought that we need as many talented, experienced, motivated physicians practicing the direct primary care, direct care, membership-based healthcare models as we possibly can. The number one complaint that we heard time and time again was it's too big of a financial risk. It's too hard. I don't know where to start. I can't do it. I'm just going to go back to what I know, kind of my addiction to salary for, again, if anybody's uh, listened to previous episodes out there, it's what we know. It's what we're safe with. And I don't fault anybody for doing that. So we decided, you know what? We have a great thing going at Freedom HealthWorks. We're helping a ton of people out. Let's see if we can push this further. And that's where the Freedom Doc concept really came from. Today's guest is the very first Freedom Doc in the United States, practicing in Zinesville, Indiana, which is northwest of Indianapolis here in the great Hoosier state. Dr. Anna Boyer, thanks for joining us here on Healthcare Americana. Thank you so much for having me today. Now, you know, you can imagine all the fanfare and the trumpets blaring. You are the first <laughs> Freedom Doc in the United States. That's that's amazing. I feel very honored. Well, some people might say, well, what in the world were you thinking? Well, I, I'm really happy with my decision. I'm so grateful for this opportunity, honestly. Um, in the traditional model of medicine, I just was getting so frustrated with not having enough time with my patients. And with DPC, it's really the only way to get enough quality time with my patients. And you were familiar with the direct primary care model before, but kind of talked about it, thought about it, prayed about it. And you said, you know, not the time, not the time, not the time. What was going through your mind when you said, you know what, that looks really attractive. I really like how medicine is practiced by those people. I just can't do it right now. Really, like you said, it was the financial risk that was keeping me from starting my own practice, and it wouldn't be possible without Freedom Doc. We don't have any business knowledge in med school or college or anything like that. They don't really teach us that at all. So I didn't have the background to be able to start my own practice. I am a mom of six kids, and so it was always, like you said, kind of like the security net to to fall back on in case something did happen with having a salary. But 
Freedom Doc made it possible and not scary at all. Now, your background, you come from a federally qualified health center, FQ, FQHC. I think I got that right. And interesting experiences there, really in, in rural settings. Walk us through you know, your training and how I think you're uniquely positioned to step into a membership-based practice just based on how you treated people. Well, thanks. Yeah, actually, my training was done in West Virginia. I did my four years of med school and three years of family medicine residency there in a very small rural town of only 3,000 people. And being in such a small area, we didn't have really many specialists to refer to. Higher level hospitals were in Charleston, which is about two hours from where I was practicing and learning. So we really learned how to rely on ourselves and manage complex comorbidities all on our own, which makes me feel confident to practice independently. Now, I want to I want to continue talking about kind of those rural healthcare settings and you know very early when we were looking for a, a great physician to go into this practice, uh, the first Freedom Doc practice. You know, one of the things that stuck in my mind was what you said when you're like, yeah, you know. My administrators don't really like me because I usually take too long with patients. And I laughed at that. I'm thinking, gosh, if I'm a patient, that's exactly the kind of doctor that I want to go see. But yet here's this health system that is backed by the federal government, you know, supposed to be helping out the poorest of communities out there saying, nope, Dr. Bohr, you are taking too long with patients to try to help them out. Give us like, give us an instance where that really set home where you said, you know what, this, this isn't for me. I can't continue doing this. It's happened often because, you know, with traditional practices, you have 15, maybe 30-minute appointments, which by the time the patient's roomed, vital signs taken, paperwork brought back to you, you maybe get five minutes with the patient in total. And especially when my patients are going through something stressful in their life or a mental health crisis, that kind of event needs an hour, hour and a half. You have to use all of your resources to get the patient the help they need. And it can throw off your whole morning in a traditional practice if you're seeing 12 patients or more in a half a day. And that's not fair to the patient that you're seeing that's in crisis. It's not fair to the patients that follow them afterwards in your day. And it makes the physician feel like they, they can't give the care that they, they need to the patient. I'm glad you brought up mental health. I think, I think that's an aspect of family medicine and really primary care that has been completely abandoned. So I guess my question is, you know, when you're talking about mental health and, and, and primary care and, and what you were doing in your past, how does somebody coming in saying, oh, my gosh, Dr. Boyer, I know I'm here for different labs and stuff, but my family, I, I just had a loved one passed away and I'm really broken up about her. I'm really stressed out. And then you as a physician try to try to help that person out. But then you're getting red X's on all your quality metrics and everything you're supposed to be presenting. How did that really jive with you? Well, that's pretty much the opposite of how I practice because I do like to spend a good amount of quality time with all my patients. I tend to get kind of chatty. I want to know who my patients are when I walk in the room. I don't want to have to look at a chart to know your name. I want to know who you are, your spouse's name, your dog's name, where you grew up, what's going on in your life. Because like you said, having stressors in your life are a huge impact on your health. Being an osteopathic physician, we believe that health is not just your physical health. It's 
mind, body, and spirit. So mental health is a huge part of that. And I think a lot of people don't know that you can reach out to your primary care physician for mental health help. Taking a step back and going through kind of what I want to call your motivations, is medicine something that was a lifelong calling for you? Honestly, it was. I have known since I was three that I wanted to be a doctor. I entertained briefly the idea of being an ice cream truck driver because I thought you could eat all the ice cream you wanted, but it's not good to eat all your profits. Other than that, when I was like four, I've always wanted to be a doctor. It it sounds cliche, but I mean, I truly just wanted to help people. And especially being in the National Health Service Corps since 2015, that has really made that possible. Actually, it was 2011. Ice cream driver would have been interesting. I'm sure you get to meet all kinds of nice people. I'm sure. But I think I think that song would just be like so ingrained that you're like, I, I, you, you hear it at nighttime, you hear it in your sleep, <laughs> in your dreams, it's everywhere. I don't know if I'd wish that on anybody, really. Well, I'm glad you decided, you know what, I, I am going to go help people. And so growing up, you know, kind of a, as, a, as a young girl, you knew this. Walk us through your your medical experiences, because we hear from a lot of physicians kind of, you know, early to mid-career like yourself that, you know, medical school was in that kind of transition where it wasn't what, you know, like my parents had back in the 70s and 80s, and it's not what kids are getting today. So give us a little insight on what you thought of medical school and what your experience was. Um, Well, being a nerd, I love studying and organizing things, but um, I really loved and enjoyed medical school, especially being in West Virginia. We had a lot of autonomy and could do procedures. When we were on hospitalist service, we managed the ICU, we did admissions in the ER, we handled the floors, pediatric, everywhere, OB, delivering babies. I loved all of that, and that's why I really love family medicine, is because you you get to do everything and take care of the entire family. So it's a really broad range of skills that you learn and you can manage all the comorbidities yourself. And I'm really thankful for my training, especially having that rural experience because I feel more comfortable managing a lot of conditions without having to refer out, which I think helps the patient to keep all their care in one place or as much of it as possible to minimize outside referrals to specialists and hopefully limit expenses and provide the best quality of care in one place. We're talking with Dr. Anna Boyer of Freedom Doc Zionsville. We're going to pause for one minute, hear back from our fantastic sponsors as, you guessed it, Freedom HealthWorks. If you're struggling to convert interested people into members of your direct care practice, you are not alone. The top challenge reported in direct care is patient sales. Whether you dread potential patient calls because sales just makes you uncomfortable, or because you're simply occupied with taking care of people and saving lives, Freedom has a great solution for you. The Freedom HealthWorks Enrollment Desk Service includes a dedicated patient sales team for your practice across all U.S. time zones, live data measuring your total calls, leads, conversions, answer rates, and more, and finally, full prospect tracking from first contact through membership so nobody ever slips through the cracks. Contact Freedom HealthWorks at 317-804-1203 or visit freedomhealthworks.com to chat with a team member or schedule a demo. Now, once again, Dr. Anna Boyer, Freedom Doc Zionsville. Dr. Anna, right before that, uh, the commercial break, you mentioned that this gives you a way to practice medicine the way that you want to practice. 
One of the biggest questions I get when I tell people, hey, we're, we're thinking about this new Freedom Doc program where we're going to go in, we're going to help, you know, really invest in the space and the equipment, but then bring the physician on and help them with the business, help them with everything in the background. But we do not make any interference with care decisions. And people kind of look at me funny, like, yeah, I've heard that before. What has been your experience actually practicing medicine with the Freedom Doc team behind you? It's been really amazing. I haven't had to stress over the financial or business aspect of it at all. And that lets me focus 100% of my attention on the patients. Not going through insurance lets me chart in the way that I can read my notes the best and be thorough without having to have extra information that would be required by quality measures or insurance companies. And I just know exactly what I need to take care of the patient the best. So I love it. It's been really great. And I really enjoy all my patients. And the experience has been wonderful so far. Now, you, you mentioned one of my favorite buzzwords. And I swear someday I'm going to get like a big buzzer that goes off when anybody ever says a Q word. Whenever I hear quality in healthcare, I'm always like, oh, my God, I have to ask, how do you define quality? Because you just said... I, look, we, we're not, you know, Freedom Doc and, and the EPC world, we're not beholden to quality measures. Is that because you define quality a separate way or do you just not care? <laughs> um, no, I definitely care about quality. Um, as a physician in the typical healthcare insurance model, you have certain measures that you have to meet. So you have to do a diabetic foot exam every six months on your diabetic patients. You have to make sure that your diabetic patients get their annual eye exam, things like that, that you have to check boxes for on your charting. A good situation going back to mental health is if I have a patient who's diabetic, who comes in depressed, maybe wanting to start on a medicine, telling me what's going on in their life. But then I have a notification on my computer telling me to examine their feet that day. It's not appropriate. It's not indicated. And it's, it's really taking away from the patient experience by having this one random measure that I should check a box for. And there's, of course, other times. Yes, I will examine your feet, make sure that they're healthy and your diabetes care is top notch. But today we're not talking about that. Today we're talking about your mental health. To me, that's what quality care is, is addressing all of the patient's concerns when they're appropriate and really getting to the the root cause of their medical problems and not overlooking things because you're rushed or having to meet other superfluous measures. Did you ever think that you would be saying that six months ago before you joined Freedom Doc? No, definitely not. Yeah. I mean, I loved my experience at the FQHC for sure. I, I worked in a town where I grew up, but the biggest thing was that I was commuting really far and also just the the work-life balance was shifting too much towards work. And when you use all of your energy with commuting and charting, then it takes away your energies from your patients and your home life. And that balance is important, right? And I think someone said, well, you guys are Freedom Health Works. You're really just a lifestyle business. You're helping you're helping doctors um, or you're helping heal the healers. And that just kind of resonated. I'm like, wow, that that's an interesting thing. I'd never say that about ourselves, but I'll take the praise. But it's that focus that, you know what, you're you're a human being. You're a person. You're not this machine who says, oh, I know what that rash is. I know what this virus is. I know what this bacteria, I know what this problem is. Boom, boom, boom. You just do it all day long. And then when you get home, it's 
you know, I couldn't just flip a switch. So that balance is very impactful. Have you seen a difference in the quality of life at home since you've been practicing this? Absolutely. Before I wasn't really getting home until maybe 6.30, 7, 7.30. On days that I worked late until 8 o'clock, I wouldn't be home until maybe 9.30 or close to 10. And four of my kids go to bed by 7.30, 8 o'clock. And so I would come home just at the witching hour right before bed when they're all having tantrums and imploding. And, you know, that's not the... Like I miss my kids all day long, and I don't want to only be there for the moments when they're just getting ready for bed. I want to be there when they get home from school. I want to, you know, have dinner with them, everything like that. And that just was impossible before. And so now when I get home and it's maybe 4.30, the kids come running. They can't believe mom's home. I get to make dinner with them, read bedtime stories together, do activities together as a family. And that's, that's been wonderful. I mentioned earlier how you have an entire team behind you. Give us, you know, what that means to you, what really is really valuable, how you see, you know, your role in the Freedom Doc practice and how you see, you know, that multi-person team behind the scenes that's making sure everything is running well. Operating like a private practice is incredibly complicated. And without Freedom Doc, I would be completely overwhelmed. I don't have to worry about malpractice insurance or what EHR to use, how to get LabCorp associated with our computer system. That's all the team behind me, which is amazing. All that is asked of me is to practice medicine how I want to practice. And I don't think that there's any other way you can do that other than with the DPC model and Freedom Doc. What are some of the services that you were just you didn't know that were necessary to run a business that you know Freedom HealthWorks and Freedom Doc uh, is providing for you? I really think I mean I would have had no idea where to even get medical supplies from. So just starting with how do you partner with McKesson or other durable medical equipment companies and. How do you choose a lab, LabCorp, Quest? How do you pick an EHR? How do you make sure that all of your liability stuff is up to date? And how do you find a building? Just everything. So, yeah, absolutely. I would be lost without Freedom Talk. It's the typical like business startup things. And, and look, we went through this too, you know, at some point in our, in our past. And I'm like, well, we just don't want people to make the same mistakes. What has been your experience with you know, we, we heard a, a message from the Freedom HealthWorks enrollment and sales desk. What has been your experience with having a team to answer phones and provide follow-ups so that you can actually focus entirely on your patients? It's really great. Honestly, I can respond almost immediately to my patients if they message me. I can make sure that they can get in for same or next day appointments, that we get the full amount of time that I need for each visit and the patient needs so that they feel all their concerns are addressed. Being able to focus solely on medicine, I feel like is it's ironic. It's how medicine used to be with, you know, the smaller practice, but DPC still seems like a novel concept. It's really going back to how primary care was and should be. Would you right now or in the future have transitioned into a DPC practice if it was not for Freedom Doc Opportunity? I honestly don't think I would have been able to just because of the my my fear of the financial risk and and what that could potentially do for my kids without Freedom Doc. I I would have been been stuck. 
How many people, colleagues of yours, do you feel like we're in the same position? I feel like everyone is getting burnt out right now because they're expected to work really long shifts, constantly rushed, getting no breaks, lots of charting before work, after work, weekends, holidays. It's the the paperwork and the tedious activities that you have to do to meet other measures that don't really have impact on your quality care, that, that take away from the patient experience and the physician's own work-life balance. So it definitely wouldn't be possible without that team. So last question for you here, Dr. Boyer, as our time comes to a close, what are your words of advice? What are your words to wisdom to anybody out there who's thinking about going to medical school? students who are in the middle of medical school, residents who are saying, you know what, hospital life just isn't for me. And then, you know, really to those doctors out there who are practicing, who might not be the happiest people in the world, what do you say to them? I would definitely say to remain true to your values and remember why you went into medicine. Like you said, that it's a calling, not a job, that you're practicing the art of medicine and not just going to work. I want people to be be brave to try this new model, and I really do 100% recommend Freedom Doc and the DPC model. I've had colleagues from med school actually message me, how can I do this myself? Because I'm only four or five, six years into practice, and I'm burnt out. And it's just totally rejuvenating and amazing to have this opportunity. Well, I appreciate the kind words, and uh, it's been a pleasure working with you. I heard a good joke the other day. It said, uh, uh, this is a, somebody who works in medical schools. He said, uh, you know, I always love walking into a room full of doctors because I can always tell the direct care physicians because they're the only ones smiling. <laughs> that's, that's great. And it's, it rings true uh, every single time. Well, Dr. Boyer, thank you for joining us here on Healthcare Americana. Thank you for sharing your experience about Freedom Doc. Thank you for being uh, really, really a guiding light and showing other physicians that there is hope out there. Definitely. Thank you so much. That's going to do it for this episode of Healthcare Americana. If you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast platform. Check us out online at healthcareamericana.com to catch previous episodes, subscribe to our mailing list, and visit our fantastic online store. Once again, I am your host, Christopher Habig. Thanks for listening. Check out healthcareamericana.com to hear all our episodes, visit the shop, and learn more about the podcast. Healthcare Americana is produced by Taylor Scott and iPodcast Pro and managed by Melissa Turpin. Healthcare Americana is brought to you by Freedom HealthWorks and Freedom Doc. If you've been struggling to get the care you need and the access you want, it's time to join your local Freedom Doc. Visit freedomdoc.care to find the practice location nearest you. Whether you're a patient, employer, or physician, the Free Market Medical Association can facilitate and assist you in your free market healthcare journey. The foundation of our association is built upon three pillars, price, value, and equality, with complete transparency in everything we do. Our goal is simple, match willing buyers with willing sellers of valuable healthcare services. Join us and help accelerate the growth of the free market healthcare revolution. For more information on the Free Market Medical Association, visit fmma.org. Hi again, everyone. This is Chris. At Healthcare Americana, we're always on the lookout for great stories to tell in the healthcare industry. And we'd like to hear yours. Check out healthcareamericana.com 
and send us your ideas for episodes or if you'd like to be a guest. Thanks again for listening. Hope you enjoy it.